Oh, oh, PC. Hey, hey that's, that's cool. cool. You got a podcast? Well, I didn't, I didn't know, know that. Oh, that's cool. Now you do. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are back. Oh, that's cool. OTC's very own podcast on all the amazing people we work with right here at Ozarks Technical Community College. I, of course, am Jared Durden, and with me, as always, uh, my, I'm Andrew Crocker. I'm living my best life right now. It is fall season. Summer, t- like a switch, was flipped, and it is automatically fall. I'm grooving in it. It's my favorite. Well, fall and spring. About yourself, how much are you loving the, the season? I haven't noticed it yet. Mm. You're right, though, because as soon as you said that, I thought, oh, it is a little cooler out. Because it was so hot last week and last weekend. Yeah, everything just feels different. Actually, this is a little tied to that. There was, um, did you catch Jupiter a couple nights ago? There was the, apparently Jupiter was closer to the planet than it's ever been in like 100 years. I saw some pictures some friends took, but no, I, I didn't witness that was <laughs> That was such a great experience to at least follow on the news and follow in social media. I did not get to tar- partake myself. I tried. I followed this uh, astronomer, a young lady astronomer who does these fantastic 60 second videos that walks you through complex stuff. Why is Jupiter so close? interesting and she does this great explainer on it and uh she said if you went out with binoculars that were high powered enough you could see like the stripes on jupiter and i was really excited to do that matter of fact i was like this is gonna be a great dad moment so i brought my woke up my seven-year-old dragged her out of bed we're standing in the middle of the street and i'm like look up what do you see and she's like i see a bunch of stuff she's looking through a binocular she's like i see what should i be seeing I was like, you should see Jupiter. Do you see Jupiter? She's like, no. And I start looking around. I was like, where is Jupiter? And I realized that uh, I I actually didn't know where to look for Jupiter. Oh, no. We knew it was supposed to be the brightest star in the sky, right? But you got to still find that. I got on Twitter in a hurry, and I just tweeted at her, um, where where should I look, I think? Where should I look? And she tweeted me back within a minute. That's how awesome she is. But she tweeted me back, and she said, up. (laughs) <laughs> he tweeted me back. I was like, that is not it. <laughs> I'm trying to deliver an amazing family moment. But I thought that was so great. I saw a bunch of the pictures online. Jupiter, beautiful planet, my favorite planet, other than the one I survive on. But uh, that was really special. You didn't get a chance to partake in that, huh? I did not. I did see you somewhere on social media. Your <laughs> discussion about that you had with your wife about planets. I did, yes. <laughs> I, I, I did not know that she had ever... I just thought it was common knowledge that every planet beyond... I think she was brushing our daughter's hair and she was asking about Jupiter because I kept going on and on about it. It's storms. The whole thing is storms. The red eye is a storm larger than the Earth. And she's like, so is it like raining on the ground? And I was like, Jupiter doesn't have a ground. And my, uh, in pod, in our podcast form, my wife turned around and said, I didn't know that. I was like, yeah, it doesn't have any ground. It's a gas giant. You didn't know that? Everything beyond the asteroid belt. Jupiter, just in case anybody listening doesn't know, Jupiter, Saturn. Uh, and by the way, I sh- I'll let you know this, and this is exactly how I told her, Uranus is a gas giant. And she was like, oh, okay. And she was like, all right. No, that's a true fact, 100% true. And uh, I just, I that was the seventh grade version of me. Kate got to come out in a brief moment, tell my wife something she didn't know that satisfied me on a juvenile level. Oh, it's Christmas. You really killed two birds with one stone. I did. There, right? <laughs> I did. So, um, and on did that you note, also see, actually one more quick one. Did you see NASA yeah. did a practice run of uh, stopping an asteroid or, or changing the course of an asteroid by shooting a rocket at it? Did they confirm, I did see it. Did they confirm that it changed the direction of the asteroid? Uh, they confirmed that they hit 
Yes, uh, they have the uh, video of it, which was cool. Ooh, I don't want to speak out of turn on that because I didn't. I didn't look any further into it. Any idea? I was assuming we haven't had a chance to introduce Sarah yet. Any idea if they change the direction of the asteroid? I am behind on my planetary they, interstellar knowledge. They <laughs> struck the asteroid 100 percent square on the nose, square on but the I don't nose. know if they moved it. Uh, I, don't, I think. I don't, oh, I think they may have mentioned they moved it one percent. I didn't look if, at the actual numbers, but keep in mind that was a pretty small one. I mean, if there's a the the dinosaur one was Texas sized, right? Texas sized. So what are you shooting in the space to knock Texas one percent off its course? Wyoming? <laughs> Maybe we launch our own Texas, fight fire with fire. <laughs> so our guest today, <laughs> without further ado, the one and only Sarah Bargo is with us. Welcome to the program. Hello, thank you so much for having me. What is the depth of knowledge that you bring to the table regarding gas giants? Not as much as yours, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> this is this it is absolutely bananas. How many? How much is going on beyond the asteroid belt? It's it's almost like some of those planets like Saturn has like a hundred moons. Mm. It's just absolutely fascinating. And you think about it the way you and I look at it in a diorama that our kids make. Mm-hmm. But vast amounts of it. We talked about this with Patrick Casey. The vast amounts of it is just blank blackness and you don't see the planet for like a trillion miles until eventually i tell you what i recently saw of course on tiktok um but an awesome awesome video don't mess around with astronomer tiktok astronomer (laughs) tiktok kills it really nice yes um but it was one of those where you know it starts out with a girl laying on on the ground in in google i showed this in class ah yes and then it i don't know zooms all the way out to you know well past our solar system our galaxy our universe um past you know, in showing multiple universes. All the way the, to the known right, universe right. itself, yeah. Um, and I'll tell you the funnest part. Is it funnest? It, Most fun? It is for now, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, that video was showing my kids. Yeah. Um, because it's like, you mean nothing, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything we do here, totally meaningless, and I'll show you why. I, um, I thought about Fascinating. That, I thought about that when I saw An Inconvenient Truth with Al Gore. Because mm-hmm. at the very end of that documentary... He shows us the furthest at that time known picture that we had of Earth, and it was mm-hmm. from like Saturn. Mm-hmm. And you see this tiny blue—I mean, really, it's pale a white blue dot, dot. a yeah. pale blue dot. And I was like, "That's it. Everything we're doing, like we're having gigantic fights over Medicaid funding and having mm-hmm. huge fights over uh, transcontinental corporations and voting rights, and it's all happening." Mm-hmm on a dot in the middle of the ocean. It's kind of a moment where I was like, my goodness. The other cool thing about that video is then it goes all the way back down mm-hmm. into her eye and then it goes down to the smallest things in the universe. Yeah. And if you watch the whole sequence, you noticed what is there more than anything else in the universe is empty space, mm-hmm. which is just this like moment, right? Because even if you look at an atomic level, it still kind of follows that same pattern as it does in the universe where, you know, the space from the from the electron orbiting cloud down to the nucleus is as vast as it is from Earth to the sun, right? So, will you take a moment, please, mm-hmm. now that we have wrapped you into our nonsense, <laughs> yeah. to tell the universe, because these, as you know, this will be projected into the universe forever. Sure. The, the alien civilizations will hear this podcast. <laughs> what, what, how do you exist at this college? What do you do? What's the purview? Yeah, happy to. Um, so my current role is the Director of Communications and Marketing. I've been in this role about 18 months, uh, but I have been at the college, this is my ninth year, and my fifth role at the college, so I keep on just bouncing around <laughs> uh, doing different things, but that is my current role. Um, and in this role, I do a number of things, but one of them is run college-level events. Um, and so I think we're going to talk a little bit about that today, but that's uh, one of the many things I do. There's Whoa. not really an office 
<laughs> section of this campus that you haven't worked in for some time. <laughs> what were your first four? Yeah. Uh, I first started at the college as the secretary for institutional advancement. Um, and then I moved up to, let's see, it was the secretary to the director of communications and marketing. Uh, then I was the communications and marketing operations specialist. <laughs> then I moved over to the foundation where I became the development coordinator. And from there, I uh, was brought on as the director of communications and now, marketing. That's so. uh, one of the opportunities we got to work together was your time at the foundation. Yeah. You've also get the share distinction that nobody can ever take away from you. You were our first politically active guest speaker. Correct, I recall you that. Came in and you spoke, I believe the topic was very broad, is feminism. That's still mm-hmm. when we were trying to figure out what we were yeah. doing. This day and age, if we had done a meeting like that, we would have targeted probably a yeah. little sharper. But sure. that was a great topic. You were fantastic. I knew <laughs> when you came to my office and we chatted, I was like, this is a great person to speak to. Okay. And yeah, that's kind of when we were getting it off the ground. You were mm-hmm. a good tone setter. We built good, on that I'm foundation. Glad, I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good experience. And I'm glad to see that the organization is still uh, going super strong. Yeah, actually, actually, so, actually super impressive. Yeah, uh, over the summer, we got to see each other a little yeah, bit more than we normally yeah. would because uh, you have been doing, obviously, you do a lot with OTC socials and mm-hmm. uh, we're needing manpower that the club was very willing to supply you with. They had a bunch yes. of cabinet members that have worked with you. How much fun has that been oh, working with they them? They have been awesome. I will say in all of my years at the college and my many roles, one thing I really haven't got to do a lot of is work directly with students. Um, so to be honest with you, working with your politically active students this summer was kind of a first for me and it was absolutely delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of that is because you happen to have some excellent students. <laughs> um, they're just so kind and sweet and uh, smart and uh, helpful and engaging. They're just kind of all the things that you want in an exemplary student and colleague. Like they just have all of that. So it's been you know, a real pleasure working with them. Kara uh, Griffin and I do uh, search and recruit. Normally, we just find that students want to do stuff like that, mm-hmm. but they don't know how to get involved. Yeah. But out with these particular folks that you've been dealing with, mm-hmm. they are self-selected. Yeah. Uh, they, they are the way that they are. And in our club, because of their character, and one of them is uh, the is now an ambassador, Stevie Barry. Mm-hmm. I think just about anybody who has looked at any of OTC's anything has seen Stevie <laughs> yeah. Barry. And so it's not super surprising that she'll drop everything and help you out. Yeah. But I think what is at least surprising to me was that almost all those students were willing to do stuff with you and help the school out and just be cute on social media right. and hang out and do goofy stuff and get fun tours of PMC mm-hmm. when it was still in hard hat yeah. mode. Yeah. And that's the thing I think that it's been surprising and so nice is that, you know, working with them this summer, I don't think any of them were really taking classes here. Um, they didn't really have an incentive to be here to help me. That's it right. was just volunteering uh, of their own will because they simply just wanted to. And, um, yeah, and it's the best kind of engagement to have when you don't have to force it, you know? Yes, right. Um, so, yeah, they were just awesome. Um, I will work with them anytime. Build we, good relationships with them. And we've had conversations with, um, you know, Vicki McDonald, mm-hmm. actually not that long ago. And she has lamented this a little bit mm-hmm. because the ambassadors are employees and mm-hmm. they work with her. And sometimes she she will talk a little enviously of the club. Mm-hmm. And she's like, how come these guys will come out of the woodwork and do anything? Well, that's because, again... They didn't apply for anything. This was self-selected. They were like, I want to be hyperactive. Mm -hmm. Can you give me an opportunity to be hyperactive? And thanks to you and other people on campus, you know who you are listening to me right Mm -hmm. now. We've been able to do that, Mm -hmm. allow them to be hyperactive. She is hiring them in a much more formal, contained type thing. And I don't know how you fix that for her. But I do know that at least the way that these kids have self-selected themselves, and I know they're not 
kid to, to, to us. Yeah, sure. They are kids. Please forgive me if you hear this. <laughs> we have a couple non-traditionals too. Yeah. But, um, the, the way that they just uh, will volunteer and just uh, they want to enhance their college experience. They don't want mm-hmm. to be passive uh, receptors of what we offer them. They want to create the things that uh, their peers can receive. Yeah. And uh, as you said before, aside from their work ethic, the fact that they are so open and kind and inclusive. Totally. And um, they are the people, not just them, but students in general, turn out to these dances we've had mm-hmm. a couple times and droves to dance and have a great time with mm-hmm. each other. Uh, I think to myself over and over again, I'm just so glad that we can give this to them. Yeah. Because. And I think these students, for me personally, have done a lot to smash stereotypes of what I kind of thought the typical 18, 19 year old, 20 year old was. I think, you know, we we hear and we see things all the time because we're inundated with uh, social media and other things about, uh, you know, the work ethic of this generation and kids uh, these days. Yeah, kids these days. I mean, they've been saying that for decades, but uh, right, right. Um, But anyways, again, because it was my first experience really working with students on that level, um, it was really nice to kind of blast some of those stereotypes that exist because they they do not live up to that at all. Uh, I think I expressed to you that um, feeling very hopeful about the future with these kids. I always, I'm so sorry, Jared, I'll shut up here in a second, but I'm, <laughs> I am always, uh, even now, having done this for a decade and a half, even now, I just, I am always, the, the stereotypes that you and I have come up with of this generation just won't go away easily. And I think to myself, what if they just don't like, what if they don't care, what if there's no engagement, but every time you give them an opportunity, they turn out way better than you thought. And oftentimes we'll take the reins themselves if they can and steer things better than you anticipated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Been a great experience. So. So one of the questions that we like to ask is to get to know you better. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I love, I love, I love your rhythms. You, that was a great transition. I know. I love your rhythms. He is. So, you can always hear Jared always takes a moment to collect and then come back out. It is so therapeutic. I, it's great. Uh, uh, well, thank you. I think that's good. No, no, it is. I just your rhythms are uh, amusing to me. Well, I, I'm I'm working with 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 your rhythms, which aren't as you know uh, yes. always. And but I don't want to discourage you from from from. No, sir. The tangents. No, absolutely. Because yeah. <laughs> they're really great tangents, mm-hmm. especially when you're talking about students. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll do. Let's see if I can do that beat again. Okay. So one That's of the it. questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Wait, this is why we work well together. Right? Yeah. So uh, one of the questions we like to ask, mm-hmm. just to get to know um, our guests better, is um, who is someone that you look up to, someone that you are inspired by, someone that you'd like to share uh, uh, with our listeners? Hmm. Uh, first person that comes to mind is someone that nobody knows, and that's my mother. Uh, so my mother uh, was a great example for me for my entire life. Uh, she passed in 2019, so um, she's not with us anymore, but I find that in her absence, I've learned a lot about myself, <laughs> um, and I've learned a lot about her and what she would want for me and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, she was just a huge influence on me. Um, Specifically, as it relates to um, being involved in your community, um, you don't sit on the sidelines for anything. Uh, you see somebody that needs help, you don't wave your hand and say, "Look over here at somebody needs help." 
you go and you help. Um, so she definitely taught me a lot about how to be an active participant in my community, an active participant in trying to make change happen. Um, and so I feel like a lot of the the opportunities and experiences that I have taken advantage of in my life, um, it's because she has pushed me to do so. And so now, even uh, in her absence, she's still influencing me, uh, kind of the, the little little bird that sits on your shoulder chirping every now and then, do this, do that. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so she would definitely be uh, my biggest influence influence for sure. So. Uh, I do want to say, first of all, mm-hmm. of course, you and I know each other, have known each other pretty well for years now. And uh, just knowing you the way I have and following you on, on social media and in person and mm-hmm. such, uh, how your mother is a, you are a frequent reminder of the friends in your world, of the people in your world that she existed and what she yeah. did. And it just reminds me a little bit of the Millers, Kelly yeah. Miller, especially, but also Mark Miller. Mm-hmm. I used to work at 911. And when I worked there, gosh, my boss, Chris Inman, such a a beautiful, wonderful man, still works there, now runs it. And his brother died under tragic circumstances. Mm -hmm. And he took a few days off and he came back to the office and he stressed to me in a conversation we're having at basically the water cooler. He's like, listen, I just got to come back to work. The sooner things get back to normal, the better it is and whatever. And, you know, different strokes for different folks, Sarah. Mm -hmm. But one thing that the Millers have done with their hashtag live like Luke mm-hmm. and something that you do proactively personally in your life regarding your mother is back to normal. No, we are going to be informed by the, what this person brought to the table. Totally. And, um, we are going to be inspired by it in the instances of Luke and we are going to hold it up as a threshold to meet in the instance of, of your mom. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I've been pretty lucky. I have not dealt with a lot of premature death in my life, grandparents, when it yeah. was when they were elderly, but not really a ton. And so, who knows when that bell rings, how I'll react. But I do sure. find that particular reaction mm-hmm. particularly beautiful, even though I know it's not a perfect. It, it doesn't work for everybody. But sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've definitely learned grief is different for everybody. Yeah. Uh, but for me personally, trying to be kind of turn that into okay, how can I use this to be inspired? Um, and again, just trying to trying to make my mom proud. You know, yeah. it's really what it comes down to. Even if she's not here, still want to make her proud. So, yeah. Well, you have actually had a, uh, an impact in our community. Um, was it when she was alive and that you were serving in your yeah. role as, would you like to speak to yeah, that Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so when, yeah, when my mother was alive, I did do a lot in the community, um, specifically as it relates to um, feminist causes, women's rights issues and that yeah. sort of thing. Um, but the year that she passed away, I was actually, um, I was on the board for Me Too Springfield, which is a local um, organization here. And through my work there, I was asked to serve on the City of Springfield Sexual Assault Task Force. Um, so they put together a task force uh, we worked for about a year um, trying to develop different uh ways and means and ideas for how the city could be better responsive to, to the needs of victims in our community. Um, and anyway, so I got to do that and uh, make a make a little bit of an impact there. And uh, those are definitely things that were inspired by her, you know, pushing me to to be a leader in my community. You don't sit on the sidelines. You, you take charge, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so uh, part of my personality is just get in there and you know, start running the show. And well, that's a flaw has, sometimes too, but <laughs> it definitely has served you well with the foundation serves you well in your current role yeah, outside of your current role. As I yeah. assume, at least diplomatically, if not mm-hmm. accurately, you would say it's been your favorite role, but is yeah. there a role outside of the one you're currently in that you spent some time doing here at OTC because few people have been around the college as much as you Yeah, that you would say, man, that was a nice window of time. Ah, uh, 
I don't know that I could think of one in particular. I mean, I, I really honestly can say that I have enjoyed all of my time at the college and the various roles that I have played. I think being a part of the communications and marketing team for as long as I have, even though I left for a little bit and came back, um, it's just a particularly fun place to be because we kind of have our finger on the pulse of everything that's going on around here. Uh, just by nature of the work we do, we have to market it and promote it. And so uh, we tend to kind of know uh, a lot of the, the news before other people do and that sort of thing. And we get to go to all the fun events and uh, we get to do the social media and you know all the things that uh, that people might typically think are more fun uh, a lot of times fall under communications and marketing so um, it's been a blessing to to get to start out in that department and then get to stay there because now I have access to all the fun things <laughs> and it seems to be there, there's been a lot of transitions too or at least kind of a, a rethinking about how uh, the presence of OTC on social media. Mm -hmm. uh, what's some of the new things? Where are all the places that OTC exists in social media Ooh, that mm -hmm. people could be following, yeah. that, that people would be interested in? Sure, seeing? happy to share. Um, of course, there's always Facebook. Uh, everyone thinks that Facebook is dying among uh, younger folks and it's just not borne out in the data. <laughs> They're still there. Oh, is it really? Yeah, no, young, not at all. Young folks are still engaged still in Facebook. En well, engaged is a key word. Uh, young folks are on Facebook. Uh -huh. They're not there to to socialize with their peers. Gotcha. They are there because primarily it's a search engine. Oh, gotcha. uh, when yeah. you want to know information about a company, nobody goes to their website anymore. What's their, you know, how hmm. active are they on Facebook and that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, so students are definitely going there for information. They're not going there to talk to their friends. So okay. Facebook is the yellow pages of the new generation. <laughs> that's one way to put it. Ah. <laughs> but Facebook is great for our purposes because that's where we also communicate with parents, influencers, community stakeholders, legislators, kind of all of the other folks that are important to our, our college community. Um, so Facebook is where we do have a lot of people, um, but we're in lots of other places too. So uh, most of our students are engaged, if we want to go with that word, um, on places like Instagram. Um, so of course we are on Instagram, uh, one thing. Then um, of course we are also on TikTok. And so that's something that we have uh, actually invested a lot of time and, and resources into this year. Uh, and again, thank Thanks to the students that Andrew referenced earlier that has made my job a little bit easier and certainly more fun working with them. Yeah. Um, but we're also on places like LinkedIn and we're on Twitter. And thanks to OTC uh, Esports, uh, we have a Twitch and a Discord. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and I think there's, a, there's an OTC Reddit thread out there somewhere oh, there? <laughs> yes um Sub so yeah yeah we're subreddit I, yeah. i'm not a reddit user so, yeah. so i don't know the lingo <laughs> yeah. um but i know that there's one out there that i think uh tiffany ford uh, sure. manages so but yeah we're we're in a lot of places now there are a lot of places we're not at but we try to make sure that we're focusing our time and our resources on those places where we can reach the most students and so we kind of stick with those five six seven if you will i had a <laughs> uh, a couple years ago we had a meeting about where our club should extend onto social media because mm -hmm. we were already on Facebook but we kind of felt that you know maybe we should have a multi mm -hmm. and a, a couple people were like you should have one on Snapchat is what they said and I was like I first of all I don't know how Snapchat works yeah second of all if we did that how many of your friends are even on Snapchat and every single person in the club said a hundred percent yeah, hundred percent. But of here's the thing about Snapchat. So we do have an OTC Snapchat that we don't use anymore mm -hmm. um, because, again, according to the data, um, students, a hundred percent of them are there, absolutely. But they are not there to follow brands. Sure, they are there because it's it's a messaging app basically for them. So they're all on it, but we don't really have a place in that space yeah. because that's not really what they're there to use it for. I always feel about um, I always feel that way about Twitter because Twitter at it, at its best, mm -hmm. which is 
is increasingly rare. But Twitter at its best is a conversation between adults talking about whatever happens to interest them. And mm-hmm. when like companies and institutions enter the conversation and crash the party, yeah. it is kind of <laughs> lame. Yeah. And I think for us, you know, on Twitter, and this is for a lot of people locally, you know, I mean, the Midwest, we're just behind. I mean, when it comes to all the platforms, you know, we have fewer folks on Twitter. We have a fewer folks on TikTok than, of course, if you go to the coast, that's different. Um, so we are just a little bit behind. But Twitter, um, really, it's not, we're not meeting a lot of students there because we don't have a ton of students in that space. But that's where we're really able to talk to community members. We have a lot of community influencers and leadership within the community. And that's where they're all at is on Twitter. Hmm. Um, and so that's really a place for us to be able to share the story with those stakeholders, with those voters. Um, and then, you know, as especially as we're thinking about, um, you know, our how we're trying to do a little bit more emphasis on the workforce, that's where a lot of our workforce people are at, you know, people that own businesses and are, you know, writing for the SBJ, kind of all those folks are there. And so that is, um, we try to tailor to every social media platform, we tailor it to our audience. And so really on Twitter, that's a place where we're not necessarily speaking directly to students, but definitely speaking to people um, that have a vested interest in the college and the future of our students. I don't forget, oh, that's cool's on Twitter. Yes. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. one of the places you can you can find us. Yes, you are right. So am I correct? Uh, your office um, brought, brings about, um, uh, uh, you have a dream, we have a plan. Yeah, Those that was our of, office, yes. Is it, what, do we, what do we call that? Our slogan, messaging? Tagline. Tagline. Yeah, that's good. Well, it's probably called a number of things, but we refer to it as a tagline. So previously, uh, we were using Start Here, Go Anywhere. Uh-huh. Used that for several years and... Um, that actually is a super common tagline for lots of colleges um, and also other brands like Arby's. <laughs> Arby's started using Start Here, Go Anywhere. <laughs> um, How? So I, don't, yeah, I don't know. Don't ask start me. Here. Yes. What is yeah. the implications there? I don't know. To go anywhere. <laughs> yes, they started using it a couple of years ago. Sorry, go um, So anyways, we, uh, several years ago, we were kind of moving into some have, different branding. Sorry, and so that was, have we ever considered yeah. changing the uh, OTC slogan to We Have the Beef? Uh, no. Or we no. have the meat. I forget what they said. No. <laughs> no, it was, who used to do Where's the Beef? Was that, that, was, was that uh, Arby? That was an Arby's. That was Wendy's. No. Was it, okay. Yeah, was I think it? you're right. I think you're that right. That was like 80s. Yeah, that yeah. was. <laughs> uh, but no, we're, you have a dream, we have a plan. Um, I love it because I think it, it speaks to more than just something kind of like pie in the sky, inspirational. It's like, Hey, you've got you've got an idea. Let us help you get there. We are going to help you get there. It feels a little bit more concrete. Um, so yeah, so that's been our tagline for the last few years, and it will remain for the next few. So. Okay, don't take any tagline ideas from Jared. Initially, <laughs> early on in this podcast, I'm not the one that said, "Where's the beef?" <laughs> early, early in early in this podcast, uh, I think episode one or two with uh, with with Doctor Vivian Elder, he had suggested that our slogan was "Thinking in Friendship." I was hmm. that is that's fine. I guess I like those two I, things. I, that I is a lousy was, slogan. I think I said, theme nut <laughs> okay. yeah, thinking what be, in friendship so uh, not to put you on the spot <laughs> yeah sure our show needs a tagline what's your tag ooh that's good um gosh I don't know I would have to put some put thought into spot. it um oh that's cool um and that's an OTC acronym yeah. that we're using right that's right um, yeah who doesn't make up good names no, okay that's fair enough <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll get back to us on Twitter. Okay, okay, I can do that, I can do, and I'll with... send you the bill too. So. <laughs> Can't be creative for free. <laughs> making me be creative we're, we're for free. Partner. I'll get a yeah, freelance for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd happy to put some thought into that for you. 
So uh, is is uh, is there anything on the on the horizon or? Yeah, um, lots on the horizon always at OTC, right? <laughs> um, so one of the things that we do in my department, other than just you know billboards and commercials and social media and all that, is um, we have our hand in a lot of the events at the college. Um, so I personally run big things like commencement. Um, I run the innovation celebration. Um, I am pretty much running college development day i've got and i say i run but i really mean i i run with a group of people i have a yeah, great teams yeah. of people that help me but um ultimately it's on me to execute those things and all of those things require um usually quite a bit from from my help we need photos we need video we need graphics <laughs> um so we do a lot of events and of course our big one we've got coming up uh, next week is for employees only at development day but um development day is also the kickoff for the innovation celebration season and so innovation celebration of course is an event that we have here at the college that is in February. Um, but that's really kind of the the grand finale, if you will. There's a yeah. lot of things that lead up to that event. Um, and the kickoff for all of those things is next week. It's next week. And I always see you at commencement and you have a little headset on. Your, <laughs> I, I think of uh, Jennifer Lopez and the wedding planner where you're like, three, two, one lights and yes. stuff like I always get that vibe from you when you're yeah there. it's a it's a high pressure day for sure <laughs> um but it's also my favorite day of the year um I've learned one thing about myself and that is I really enjoy the pressure mm. <laughs> um and so yeah I uh I think if I didn't enjoy it I don't know that I could continue to to do all that because it is a it is a lot on that day uh everything kind of uh on yours and your volunteer shoulders if you will but um but yeah the the pressure is good I kind of like it <laughs> So let's up the pressure. Yeah. Gumby versus Mr. Ed, battle to the death. Who wins? I'm going to have why? to say Mr. Ed. Why? Because I didn't watch either show. Mm-hmm. And so from the limited knowledge that I have, it seems like a horse would do a better job with all its teeth and hooves at taking out a little gummy creature right so that's my very simplistic way of thinking like i see the horse just like biting the green guy what exactly (laughs) is your understanding of gumby (laughs) i don't know he's like a isn't he a green you you have you have selected the correct color okay if if you felt would you call him a man would you would that influence yeah i know (laughs) i just we i just got done accosting uh callie for introducing irrelevant evidence and Mm. i i don't know how much fun either side would have but uh not a man a humanoid well, I like to say that the reason why I can't answer this question is because I am very young. Okay, like that is okay. Wait a minute here. <laughs> that is just before you, my time. You use Snapchat for messaging, not for branding. That's right. Um, she, uh, Sarah Bargo, uses Facebook exclusively to look up companies and does not comment. It's the yellow pages of this. Oh go, my gosh, go. I was feeling pretty good there for a moment, thinking that younger folks were using the same social stuff I was doing. No, they were using it as yellow pages. Yeah, they're using, using it, but not like you myself. use it. <laughs> yeah. They're not sharing their their photos of uh, yeah. this or that. So, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I essentially use it as a photo album. Like I just yeah. I keep everything there. You know what I mean. So mm-hmm. we can we can uh, can we agree that her testimony should be disqualified on the basis that she just doesn't have working knowledge of either of these characters. <laughs> you can't take it personally every time someone doesn't I, vote for I don't, I'm not, it's not that I take it personally, I'm just a stickler for making sure that we have, <laughs> that we have expert there witnesses. There are rules. So there you need are. to come up with better characters. Um, uh, you know, when like, we had, when we had uh, Ogan Yemi, uh, mm-hmm. who did not know who either of those characters mm-hmm. were, we had used, and maybe we should update it to Elastigirl, it's kind of Gumby, Elastigirl from oh. The Incredibles. Oh yeah. See, that was after my time. Bo- I need something in that sweet spot. Versus Bojack. I'm Horseman. thinking like ET versus Care Bears. 
Okay. Oh. Okay. So I like this ET versus Care Bears. Mm-hmm. I, well, so what I've been, my plan going forward is we're going to make T-shirts for for the podcast. Have Gumby versus Ed on on them versus Mister Ed on them, and then sell two different T-shirts. Mm-hmm. One where Mister Ed wins, one where Gumby wins. Mm-hmm. So people ultimately can bring this to a close, can vote with their dollars. Oh. All that money goes to support our OTC podcast club. Oh, Did nice. it ever occur to you? And then we move on to a new set of, <laughs> of people. Did it ever occur to you to change up the characters? Oh, yeah. Huh. Maybe every I, so, year? Every every time, every new guest. I like a little bit of the, the, the community building process of everybody kind of weighs in on it. Although right? I know that was off the top of her head. Yeah. So I don't want to judge her too harshly, but I've the, been asking this question the, since like high school. The Care Bears, well, here, uh, here's what's better: have distance. They can they have distance weaponry. <laughs> <laughs> They're tummy. What about ET versus Alf? Both Ooh. aliens. Both both brown. Both not necessarily athletic. <laughs> we can establish. <laughs> we can establish that Alf's teeth are sharp enough to eat a cat. Mm, right. Right. And Alf can speak pretty good English. Yeah. Which puts him in the Mr. Ed to E.T.'s Gumby. Oh, okay. Okay. That We've, could be a good, decent matchup. Well, I don't understand why you guys, a lot, because you're not the first person to focus in on English. Why do you think the ability <laughs> to speak would affect the battle? I don't know. I think sometimes when I go to battle, it's with words. Okay. <laughs> I think as a, as the only species that speaks uh, or uses language in the way humans do, we seem to be doing pretty well. We? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I will say I would go to battle with you anyways, Sarah. I think on probably any way you and I could fight, you'd probably best me. But I just I, I we, we need to have a society wide reckoning with the fact that we are obsessed over the speaking aspect of a battle. I think that is a fair point. Yeah. I think we, we, we do need to eventually move on from these characters because you are just too invested. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so we will we will decide it once and, uh, once and for all. It does. It affects the degree of respect that I have for our guests <laughs> when they don't fully consider. I really cared and liked Callie Holden, but... Kind of not anymore. On, I'm on. I will say I am on the fence. She will have to win me back. I was in a, I was in a meeting this morning, and they and we started off by saying, uh, you had to answer Halloween, uh, love it or leave it, and people's opinions of other people you could tell changed. <laughs> Who says leave it to Halloween? We're not going to get into that. All I'm right. just saying it. You could tell like it, it had an effect. Hmm. Like, I have, once I, you knew that about someone, it was like oh. I, I've heard people. Uh, on the news bemoan Halloween and it's just belly aching forget that stuff <laughs> I'm so, incapable every time you bring up a choice I'm incapable of just objectively listening to the options <laughs> I every time I'm like well, in pl- my brain says they're asking you go <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we brought you on to kind of celebrate the innovation celebration that's coming up and to make sure everybody was kind of aware um, to, uh, that it's getting that, that that season's kicking off, but also to get a better understanding of it. So we see yeah. a lot of uh, you know we've seen people win, we've seen people um, present, we've seen uh, kind of the the advertising for it. Um, what is the innovation celebration? What's the purpose? 
how did it start and why is it so important to the college? Yeah, I'd be happy to talk about that. I'm very interested in the origin story (laughs) behind it. Well, I could tell you. Um, So the origin story originally, um, the the whole purpose of the event was to try to focus on the strategic plan and to make the plan more accessible to people. Um, So if you guys have spent any time looking at the strategic plan, sometimes it can get a little wordy and it's hard to make practical sense out of some of those things sometimes. And so to really try to get the whole college community invested in that kind of forward moving into the plan, trying to come up with ways that we can be talking about it in, in different ways. And so that's kind of how the start of it came to be. It's, it's evolved a little bit since then uh, because we certainly use it to talk about the strategic plan, but we also use it as a venue to lift up our colleagues that have been doing great things around the college. Um, and this year in particular, we're really kind of focusing the event and the things that lead up to the event around our OTC CARES culture. Um, So as you guys know, OTC CARES uh, culture is something that has really been a part of the way we operate for quite some time, but we've really kind of formalized that in the last year or so. And uh, we think it's becoming a little bit more familiar to people. Of course, we talk about these four pillars um, for the OTC CARES framework. And so this year we are trying to kind of lean into that a little bit more. And so we're asking that when people submit ideas for their grants, uh, they kind of talk about the ways that their uh, grant proposal could affect um, our OTC CARES culture in a positive way. And so to kind of step back a little bit from what does that what does that mean in practical terms? And, and really it comes down to how do we solicit ideas from all across the college, not just those in leadership positions, but all across the college at every level. How do we solicit ideas from them to help um, impact the student experience in a positive way? Um, a lot of times things and decisions happen at this institution and elsewhere, you know, top down. And this was an opportunity to to really invest in our people and invest in uh, in their ideas and their creativity and, uh, you know, how everybody's got ideas. You know, everybody has them. I, I don't, I've never ran into anybody at the college that hasn't had some kind of idea for how to improve something. But then taking that next step, you know, to, to apply for a grant is um, sometimes a little bit uh, daunting. But we've tried really, really hard to make our process very easy um, so that you can win some money at the Innovation Celebration to bring an idea to life that helps kind of improve the student experience. I'll tell you one thing that's very common at probably any office you can mm-hmm. work at is a bunch of people in their leisure time saying, you know, this place, if they, if they had their heads screwed on straight, they'd do this or that instead, or yeah. try this or that. And this just, I think, deflates that balloon. It gives people an opportunity to be, um, well, if you think that's such a great idea, right? then we have a path for you to right. potentially achieve it. Mm-hmm. That, as we've talked about on previous episodes, is decentralized. I can come up with an idea for a grant that the board, OTC's board, did not think of or has no idea that I've come up with it. Sure. Talk to somebody such as Callie Holden. She helps me sculpt it. I submit it. And then it goes in front of the faculty for a vote. Mm-hmm. And at no point was the leadership right. like steering that. Yeah. It is a decentralized idea. And one of the ways that I, I've, I've really sang its praises on several episodes now I'm just stunned that it's something we get to do. I think people yeah. t- at several years old now, I think people take it for granted yeah. that it's done. Yeah. This is our uh, 23, 2023 will be our fourth innovation celebration. Um, so yeah, this is our, our, well, our fourth year, but 
technically we've had to go virtual (laughs) the last two years. So this will be really the first time that we get to do it with the, with the way that we intended to originally, of course, year one, we got to do it in person and that was fantastic. And so we're excited to kind of get to back into that all being in the same room and voting together. I mean, there was, if you guys were there at that, well, you were there, I know you were there. Mm -hmm. Um, you were there. Mm -hmm. Um, it was, it was just a really cool experience. I, it was unlike other events and experiences that I've had at the college before. Um, there's something about it kind of being organic and coming from the ground up and um, we're lifting up each other instead of just, you know, another award from the top or something um, that I think people really, really responded to. And um, and that's, I think, one of the big reasons why we keep doing it is because, it, it like you said, it gives people an avenue. Yes. Um, but also, it's just really fun. It's, <laughs> it's a fun thing to participate in. It, it's um, it's just one thing to work at a place like 99% of offices and say, I just don't understand. Why don't they give them free breakfast? They're students. Mm-hmm. Why don't they give them free breakfast? And there you have Dr. Barrett and a few other folks coming down the mountainside yeah. saying, this would be a great idea. And even mm-hmm. though it didn't get voted for, it still got funded. Yeah. And now... Which has happened quite a few times. Yeah, correct. with you as well, right? Correct. Yeah. I, I just don't understand how that isn't something more yeah. institutions adapt because yeah. it is ingenious yeah. that uh, and this goes back to a previous episode we had with Jennifer Dunkel that giving them free food is not an academic thing to do right. but it aids every part of the mm-hmm. academic experience right. And again, on something like that, the nice thing, bringing it back to the OTC CARES framework, you know, one of those pillars is data informed, right? And so the fantastic thing about Eagle Breakfast is not only was it just a great idea, but now we have all this data that shows, yes, it really was a great idea because now we can demonstrate the academic impact for these students when they have that. So um, yes, I'm glad that you brought that up because it's something that I bring up to people all the time um, when I'm trying to encourage folks to apply. And that is that, Yes, it's great to win, but there is a lot of value in just getting up on that stage in front of a room of 650 of your colleagues. Yeah. Um, so even not winning, whether it's Eagle Breakfast or uh, I forget what you called it, but the booth that you did in the library. What oh, was that called? Uh, it is called the um, Instructional Media Studio. Yes, Instructional, the yes. Jared Durden Memorial Instructional <laughs> Media Studio. Yeah, but that was We're overdue I think for that plaque. We need to add that. <laughs> Um, but that was you year one, right? Proposing Absolutely. that. Yeah. And so even before you hit the stage, it was meaningful because of all the people I ended up working with yeah. along that path sure. that I hadn't met before. That that it, it made me feel more integrated in the college. It gave me a lot more confidence going forward to Good. do things like join OTC leadership mm. to, to start this up, yeah. right? To, to, just, to just be involved and see that, you know... Sometimes we need permission, mm-hmm. and I think it, it gives that. I permission. love hearing that. I haven't I haven't really heard anything uh, like that as being you know an effect that it has had on you, and I and that's a great effect. The moment <laughs> was horrifying, by the way, because I, I think in I've, what way I've said horrifying? this before. I didn't know it was in front of the entire college. Oh, oh yeah, somehow, year one, nobody knew anything. <laughs> year one, somehow I got into my head like, oh, I'm going to go to a board meeting and present this, oh. and you know, so I practice and all that, and then we do it like a practice run, uh-huh. um, and everybody was there, including. Um, the host, uh, Robert Griffith, and all, and so we, we did all that, and it kind of clicked when we were in that giant room. I was like, wait a minute, this is just the bacon breakfast. Like everybody's going to be here, mm-hmm. 
And then, of course, you go up on stage. I think I quipped that it wasn't like Shark Tank. It was like Piranha Pool. Because it was just this huge sea of people. Yeah. yeah. So it's a little bit intimidating. Bring up friends. The next time sure. I did it, I, I, I was with a group. And, and I would definitely encourage you know, next people time to get, team get up with a pub- Next time, team up with a public speaking instructor. That's, and that's always something I go. brag about working here to other people is that uh, I there is a sub, when I'm confused about something there is a a subject matter expert a phone call away mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know what the the god particle is that they found but I I the can Higgs call boson? I can call Jared Jared can explain it to me like I'm a 101 student <laughs> so that's a little thing that I like to do and that's one of the reasons why I really liked um, leadership OTC mm-hmm. it's why I like serving on committees it's why I like have you know as as Sarah's described a few times just the opportunity to work with people outside your department. Faculty Senate. Correct. And you're like, wow, these people have really, they work at a college. They teach. They have very, uh, you know, gregarious personalities. Many of them are super interested in like trying new things, interested in what you have to speak. You can't out nerd them. I've tried. You can't. And so it's it's just a very valuable, uh, it's a great marriage of like a population of people who are willing to be open to new things. And of course, a great idea that Sarah's describing here where we get to give them actual avenues for it. Mm-hmm. So did we go, what was the genesis in terms of like, where were you, what room? <laughs> I do remember. <laughs> how, how did, what, what sparked the fire? Well, um, the fire, like I said, it was sparked with uh, a meeting with research. So we were actually in the creative services building several years ago and research had set a meeting with our team to talk about, like I said, how can we be talking about the strategic plan in a more meaningful, more accessible way with people? And it was just a little brainstorming meeting and, and there planted planted the seed. And I was like, hey, what, what about we do this event? And um, I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe. Let's put some more thought into that. And so uh, next thing I knew, I was writing a proposal out on paper and presenting yeah. it to Dr. Higdon and got the green light and the rest is history. <laughs> So what at the at, at the upcoming celebration mm-hmm. um, what are the parameters we're looking at how many grants are available yeah Happy to talk about that. So we, again, have uh, kind of three sections, if you will, or three parts to this event. The first one is the Game Changer Grants, and that's the most exciting one. Uh, We, again, are giving out three $10,000 grants, uh, up to $10,000. We've had a couple of folks uh, write a proposal or two where they don't even need the full $10,000, but up to $10,000 for each of those Game Changer Grants. And those, uh, as we mentioned earlier, are voted on live at the event uh, by the folks in the room, and and they get their their big check right there on the stage live. Um, So that's the first part. Uh, The second part is the student success mini grants. Those are awarded at the event, but they are not voted on by colleagues. So those are actually... chosen by, uh, I think it's the grants department, uh, and Callie and, and Abby Ray and those folks choose which of those. And if I recall correctly, we usually try to give out five or up to five a year, and those are $1,000 a piece. So usually smaller projects, um, but still often pretty impactful. And then the third part is the Trailblazer Awards. And so the Trailblazer Awards are given out to uh, folks at the college who have really contributed in a meaningful way to advance the strategic plan, or if we can demonstrate that they're using kind of the OTC CARES decision-making model in their work, um, that sort of thing. And so what we will do is, um, starting next week, we will open up the Trailblazer nomination form and just ask people to nominate a colleague, um, someone that you feel has been really impactful to the institution in, in one of those ways. And then 
uh, and then we open those votes up to uh, to our college community as well in January. And so at the event in February is when we award uh, three staff members and three faculty members with Trailblazer Awards to recognize um, their contributions well, to the. One of my favorite things to do every year yeah. is to nominate. I really like nominating uh, students for Honors College mm-hmm. and PTK. Love doing that. Yeah. And I really love honoring uh, coworkers of mine for those opportunities because, I mean, this is another example of trying to, you know, reach into the hive mind of the campus. There are mm-hmm. so many instructors. Yeah. Um, and probably staff, too. I'm, you're more privy to that than me, but there's mm-hmm. so many instructors doing so many clever, brilliant, fun ideas. Right. And um, and we need people to share that. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how we that's how we celebrate that is is when we know. And so this is a great opportunity. Again, even if you don't win an award, you have now all of these wonderful things that you said about a colleague of yours. All of leadership is reading, and you're informing yes. you know you're informing everybody. So even if they don't win, again, there's value in just making the nomination. Yeah. So, yeah, so those are kind of the three main um, goals that we have of the event is to, to award people in those categories. And then, of course, we try to have a little fun as well. As you mentioned, uh, Dr. Griffith is usually the MC, and yeah. he brings his own style of, of humor to the event. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a nice way of putting <laughs> yes. it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's usually uh, very fun, and, and we've gotten a lot of good feedback <laughs> from from colleagues that they really enjoy the event. Mm-hmm. So. I I, I so we've been doing challenges uh, each each week that we've presented to get people to, to engage and, and to meet people that maybe they haven't in our community. And one that I'd been working on, um, I had a conversation with Amy Bacon about um, the, uh, I keep calling it the Bacon Breakfast. What do we Everybody call calls it? it College Development Day. College Development Days <laughs> that, that, we're, uh, that I think we're going to get to try this year. One of the things I noticed at that first innovation celebration that kind of struck me that that maybe everybody's kind of aware of, but it, when you're on stage, you really notice it, mm-hmm. is that we were completely separated by division. So if I look mm-hmm. to the left, I saw faculty. If I look to the center, I saw uh, administration. If I look to the right, I saw staff. Mm-hmm. And it just clearly d- divided. And, and I think and that, that happened totally organically. Organically. And I think <laughs> it happens at um, the uh, um, development days as well. I wanted I want I so I I, I don't want to force anybody. Mm-hmm. I want to challenge. Mm-hmm. Switch seats with someone. Sit on the other side of the room. Mm-hmm. Don't sit with the people you normally sit with. And everybody be really cautious and, and conscientious about if you see that happening. Mm-hmm accepting it and being welcoming and saying hi and, and you wouldn't I, institute seating cards <laughs> I, I I'm not gonna institute anything uh, at my pay grade <laughs> what, what I think would be cool though I, Amy and Amy and I are supposed to do this wherever we end up sitting we're just gonna get up and switch seats mm. and so if people kind of make that pact or if we try that out I think that would be really cool mm. but I like that I know you'll I'm, be sitting next to Dr. Higdon or she near, is at the Higdon table yeah, she's yes. at the Higdon table <laughs> So, congratulations. I need to talk to him about a hat. <laughs> Tuesday's your chance. <laughs> so, anyways, I, I, I think that would be fun. And, uh-huh. and you guys, too, you should just try getting up and coming up to someone and be like, would you mind yeah. switching? Yeah, sure. I think that means I that I'll be walking around with a headset on my head like she'll be doing, but mm-hmm. I'm very comfortable saying, with all right, it. lights. Yeah. With a headset yeah. on? What? I, I just always envision her like oh. in the wedding <laughs> planner. Switch with her. Yeah. Always in work. No, I didn't mean with each other. I mean finding <laughs> okay. someone at a table yeah. and switching seats. Gotcha. We good. Just but yeah, I'll be. I'll, again, since that one, 
I'm kind of running the show on that one. I'm going to stay planted up front to put out the fires, <laughs> which there will be no fires. But in not. the event that of there is a not. small fire, <laughs> I will be there. Okay. <laughs> so there's been a lot to talk about today. Yeah. Um, we've gone through uh, uh, kind of uh, your role throughout the college, mm-hmm. the work you've done not only here at the college, but in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about the innovation celebration, the importance of it. Have I missed anything, Andrew? Uh, we talked about um, we talked about our uh, our junior astronomy <laughs> desires at we the very beginning. Right. Yeah, I still haven't got on TikTok. You, you need to at least astronomer on TikTok is phenomenal. Astronomer on Twitter is pretty good. OTC TikTok is pretty good too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's perfect. there you go. So if you if you uh, I, that's what I'm getting out of today too, right? If you haven't yet, make sure you've found OTC <laughs> on all your social media. Right. Right. So, uh, a, a ton to learn today. Andrew, I did not know that. I didn't know that either. Now you do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, so. Nailed it. <laughs>